welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to nine, and 27-year veteran homeschooling mom. I am also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, The Four-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life, and Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart. And that is a devotional that I wrote specifically for homeschooling moms. You can find all three of those books on Amazon. You can find them at DorendaWilson.com, and you can find The Four-Hour School Day at those places, but also at any of your favorite booksellers. So I encourage you to go check those out. Also, if you have not checked out my mentoring course, this is an online video series that I created a few years ago to help walk moms through what it might look like to take a simple, unhurried approach um, with your kids when it comes to homeschooling. Um, grades kindergarten all the way through 12th grade. You probably wonder what that looks like. Um, And so I explain in uh, much further detail what that looked like for us. And so I hope you'll check that out. I'll leave a link in the show notes. It's um, the unhurriedhomeschooler.thinkific.com. Um, But like I said, I will leave a link in the show notes. Um, Also, what is one of our biggest challenges as moms? I would say for me, it's math. And I think there's a lot of moms who would agree with me. So if you're looking for a great math program, uh, CTC Math provides online video tutorials that make learning math easy and effective by using creative graphics and animation that are sure to grab and keep your child's attention. So here's a great testimonial from Lori. She said that one day my 10-year-old was in tears over math imagine that. (laughs) I tried my best to help, but ended up in tears as well. We prayed together, and that very night, I received an email offer for CTC Math. The following Monday, we reviewed the curriculum together, and she was willing to give it a shot, and we have never looked back. So moms, if you're looking for a program that is thorough and doable, start your free trial today by visiting ctcmath.com. I'll leave a link in the show notes for that as well. All right, so today, we're going to talk about biblical discipline, including the topic of spanking. There, I said it. I say we're going to talk about this because Wes Johnson has joined me again today. He is one of the elders at our church, husband and homeschooling father of four and one on the way, right? Mm -hmm. Congratulations. That's right. Thank you. I asked him to join me today um, to cover this topic for a couple of reasons. First of all, I am not actually 100% confident that I have enough of a solid biblical argument either way when it comes to spanking. Um, I lean toward believing that biblical spanking is called for in parenting, but it needs to be clearly defined. And so the second reason that I wanted Wes to answer this, uh, this question or cover this topic is that I am a big chicken. I did not did not want to sit behind this microphone alone while trying to communicate something that has the potential to be so controversial and uh, specifically spanking. Um, now, my husband and I, we did use spanking as a discipline tool, but I have to admit that I didn't particularly like it. I don't think that's probably the point, but I'm just saying it. I think a lot of moms out there feel the same way. Sometimes it even felt wrong, even though I knew it probably wasn't because I know the verses that address it. Uh, even then, I struggled with feeling confident that it was a good and godly form of discipline. So I'm hoping we can really get, you can really give a, a good, um, you just cover this topic well to give parents more confidence. Sure. So if you get online, you find all kinds of interpretations of the scriptures that talk about spanking and discipline. Mm. And uh, that only adds to the confusion. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) But at the end of the day, moms, uh, I don't know about you, but I just want to know the truth. 
Like, what is God saying in Scripture about spanking? So, Wes, you often remind us that the Scriptures were written for us, but not to us, Mm -hmm. and that God's law is a window into his ways. And so um, I'm just going to let you take off and guide us through the proper handling of God's word on biblical discipline discipline, and specifically spanking. So sure. welcome. Thanks for being here. Perfect. <laughs> By the way, everybody, my she shed still isn't ready and we are still recording in a closet. So <laughs> we are in a walk-in <laughs> closet right now with the, our daughter's beautiful clothes. So uh, it, that's our that's our scenario, if you can only imagine it. But all right, I'd love you, Wes, to just dive into this topic. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Seems like you always have me on when it's something that I could get in trouble for. Yes, so absolutely. <laughs> I fully admit that. <laughs> and you keep coming. <laughs> I'm a glutton for punishment, apparently. <laughs> oh, man. So on this topic, it is fraught. It is sensitive. Uh, it's something that a lot of people have uh, a knee-jerk negative reaction mm-hmm. against, often for good reason, right. because they had negative experiences with it. Um, you know, So just acknowledging up front, I realize that uh, sometimes there's a conservative approach to this question that's just like, how obvious is it? You should right. you should spank. And uh, one of the things that I've encountered as you just, you know, go to the Google machine and type in spanking, is it biblical, whatever. On the conservative side of things, often what you get is citations of passages without any actual explanation of them, as if they don't have to prove their point. Right. Uh, and then on the other side, sometimes you get a uh, the kind of treatment of the passage that really leaves you thinking, but it sound, it it actually does look kind of like it says what you just told me it doesn't say though. Right. Uh, and so on the one hand, again, you don't have a real exposition of the passage because I think it's so clear I don't even have to explain it. Mm-hmm. But then, well, what about all the negative as- associations that I have with it? Like, could you help me through that? But then on the other side, a dismissal of what is some really clear language. Right. And so hopefully we'll hit somewhere in between there and arrive at some clarity. Uh, One thing I will say, just by way of introductory remarks, one of the things I was thinking about when it comes to this topic is uh, something that C.S. Lewis used to talk about called chronological snobbery. (laughs) And uh, I really love that phrase. Here's how he defined it. Uh, The uncritical acceptance of the intellectual climate of our own age and the assumption that whatever has gone out of date is on that account discredited. Mm, mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things that I think is happening with spanking right now is an intellectual snobbery, or sorry, a chronological snobbery associated with Mm it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it has fallen out of favor. It's pretty well out of date. And even in a lot of evangelical circles, there's just been a, a sort of a jettisoning Right. Of the idea of spanking. Right. Well, even in in deciding to do this topic, I had to, I shared with you, I had to talk with um, my son about whether to include that word in the title of the podcast episode because it, they'll actually flag those things. Sure. And so, um, and then my next question was, if we use the word spanking in the episode, is that going to be a problem? And he said he didn't think so. They don't typically run their little algorithms all the way through the episodes. So. Sure. You know, um, I think we're fine, but it doesn't matter. We're going to talk about it anyway, and we're going to use the word because I didn't want to confuse people if we use the word, you know, corporal punishment or whatever. Somebody might get the wrong idea of what is that actually. So, um, yeah, so I hear what you're saying. It is very much even the the people that I know that do uh, parenting podcasts and they're 
they're really good. I mean, they're good. They're solid. They're grounded. And they've been advised, don't talk about this topic. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, try, that's why I was like, we need to talk about it. Yeah. Because yeah, right. no one else is in, you know, in bringing, actually bringing clarity and biblical, sure. you know, biblical clarity to it. So Yeah, yeah. And so we are, given the climate that you just explained, we're in, I think, severe danger of this chronological snobbery where we just unthinkingly embrace Mm -hmm. what is trendy, what is novel, what is normal in our day and time, which doesn't include spanking. Right. And you are worried too. If someone said, if your child just off the cuff, if spanking is a regular thing at your house and they mention it, breathe it to the wrong person, you've got CPS on your doorstep. (laughs) It's a whole thing. So yeah, man. All right. So we need the we need fear of the Lord, not fear of man here. Correct. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, and that happened. Think about how rapidly that happened. Yes. You know, because it's like my my father-in-law would would be like, yeah, the neighbors were allowed to spank me. Right. You know, and that was, you know. I, when I was in school, <laughs> parents yeah. signed a permission slip that you could get SWATs, and yep. they gave them. The yep. teachers did. And, you know, mm-hmm. if you were one of those kids who didn't, your parents wouldn't sign it, everybody made fun of you. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, and so baby. one of the things we have to ask ourselves is, okay, has, has the – has the tide turned against spanking uh, for good reasons or for bad reasons? Mm. Uh, is the shift away from spanking a move in the direction of a better ordered mm-hmm. society? Mm-hmm. Or is it part and parcel with a move toward a more dysfunctional society? I have my What's it associated about that, with? But we'll right? see. I'm, I'm going to let you tell <laughs> exactly. me. <laughs> yep, exactly. Exactly. Wow. And yeah. so that's, that's starting to, that's a pointer in a direction, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that to say, be wary of chronological snobbery and instead ask the question, uh, how did we move from there being a historical consensus on the goodness of this thing and the effectiveness of this thing to all of a sudden now everybody almost thinking the exact opposite within less than a generation? Mm -hmm. How did that happen? What were the forces behind it? And maybe some thoughtful analysis on that question before just unthinkingly assuming that this is progress rather than regression of a Mm -hmm. kind. So um, that's just a a prime the pump sort sort of an opener. Uh, the next thing that I'd love to hit is just some fundamental things that Christian parents need to have as stakes in the ground when they think about um, spanking in general. Um, any sort of any sort of physicality with our kids, period. Honestly, but spanking specifically. So some some fundamental assumptions to have with regard to discipline, even broadly. The first is we are not free as Christian parents to make parenting decisions by ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're ruled by God's word. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that often happens all over here, I, I often, I don't have a, a home office, really. I've got a desk in my bedroom. So if my kids are awake, not a whole lot of work's going to get done, which means I'm often in a coffee shop in right. public right. and I'm doing study there and sermons there, which means I get a lot of side conversations that I get to listen in on. And I shamelessly eavesdrop right. because I learn a lot from those conversations. I, I agree. So, 
I get to hear conversations like this. Mm-hmm. You know, I live in the I live in the South, right. so the number of people that go to church and have Bible studies at coffee shops right. or small groups right. meeting. So I have no shortage of data on <laughs> what do Christians think about these things. You know, I get to hear those conversations all the time, and uh, one of the things that's always striking to me is how long of a conversation Christians can have about things like biblical discipline without using the Bible at all in their conversation. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, okay, you really think you're free Mm -hmm. to just decide out of your own experiences and the thoughts in your head what you should and should not do. And the stuff you've read online, of course. Obviously, obviously (laughs) our blogs, right? (laughs) Of course, of course. And so just as a fundamental principle, Mm -hmm. we have to start by saying we're not free. Mm -hmm. We've been bought by Christ Mm -hmm. and he's published his word to us Mm -hmm. and it is not silent on this issue. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing as a fundamental assumption. I'm not free. I'm bound by God's word. Uh, The second fundamental assumption uh, needs to be our children are wicked sinners, Mm -hmm. not innocent mistake makers. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> They're wicked sinners. They're not innocent mistake makers. They're so cute. I, exactly, right? <laughs> Gets us every time, doesn't it? Gets us every time. Uh, and so often one of the things that, that I'll run into is uh, because of our natural affection for our children, mm-hmm. uh, we really want to interpret their behavior uh, differently than the Bible does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, sometimes we're trying to give our children, particularly in the young years, the benefit of the doubt when in fact we we ought not. Right. Uh, and so r- right now I've got a one-year-old and uh, he likes he likes to hit you in the face. <laughs> he really likes to do that. He likes to hit you in the face. He likes to grab you near the eyes. He likes right. to tug on your ears, all those sorts of things. And there's this part of me that, of course, when that first started happening, you know, you just, you, right. know, you just, okay, we're in the training phase. You may not know that hurts yet, whatever. Uh, at this at this point, uh, I've had to square with the fact he's trying to hurt me. <laughs> he he gets a kick out of hurting me. That's like, that's what it is. He's trying to bond with you, right? <laughs> Isn't that how boys do that? That's it. That's it. We wrestle, we hit, we play. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But I've had to square with the fact that, okay, at this point, he actually does understand what he's doing mm-hmm. and he's doing it anyway. <laughs> That's that's what's happening here. Right, right. Okay, he was he struck me in the face, and that was calculated and on purpose and intentional. It's amazing how early <laughs> that starts to yeah, happen. Absolutely, wow. absolutely. And so, a couple of Bible verses on that. Um, this is uh, Genesis six five. It says that the Lord saw that uh, the the hearts of men were only evil continually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremiah seventeen nine. The heart is sick and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Now there is no exception for one year olds. Right. Uh, there is no exception for two year olds, three year olds. Uh, there is no suspension of that truth because you have baby teeth. Right. Um, that is the state of the human heart, mm-hmm. uh, and that should that should determine to a large degree, how we're interpreting the behavior of our children uh, rather than writing it off as always being some developmental... They're in, yes. pro- exactly. They're, it's the stage of, the de- of development that right. they're in. It's like, it may also be that they're sinning against you. Right, right. And, and if you don't have that category open, then there's all sorts of things that were actually sin that you overlooked or excused as... Uh, a developmental phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've all seen what happens when you make the developmental phase excuse for far too long. Right. And then all of a sudden, you've got an adult that never got out of that developmental phase. He's still smacking people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. so true. And so, sin, we need to think about the fact that our kids sin against us. Right. 
And uh, I don't know how many parents actually actively think about that. Hmm. I need to, and, and actually I'll say this while it just came to my mind. I've also seen, just in terms of past, pastoral counseling, that's one of the ways that uh, parent-child relationships grow cold mm-hmm. is because a real bitterness can creep into the hearts of both mm-hmm. because we don't think in terms of our family members sinning against us and, right. and us needing to forgive them. Right. But if it wasn't a sin, then I'm not even opening the category of forgiveness. Right. Because so there's all this unforgiveness that's correct. built up. Yeah. Correct. Yep. Yeah, and the, and the child loses respect for the parent when the mm-hmm. parent isn't making them toe the line. That's, yep. That is the truth. And yep. uh, so keeping that, keeping that level of respect involves obeying God. in in his word. Yep, Mm -hmm. absolutely, absolutely. So that's the second thing is uh, in terms of an an assumption that we need to make. Our children are sinners and they're sinning against us willfully and Mm -hmm. frequently. Mm -hmm. Um, And we should process it that way. Third assumption is uh, we have to to be comprehensively comprehensively biblical, not selectively Mm -hmm. biblical. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so while it is true that there's no shortage of biblical text that we're about to get into that... uh, effectively teach spanking. Um, While there is no shortage of those passages, there are also passages that tell us how to deal with sinners more broadly. And those passages that teach us how to deal with being sinned against are applicable Mm -hmm. to when our children sin against us. Mm -hmm. Uh, But sometimes we don't transfer those. You know, we think about uh, Matthew 18 or Galatians 6, 1. I'm about to read that one to you. Um, We think about those when somebody at church sins against us, you know, or we have uh, dust up with uh, a peer. But we don't often think about the applicability of those kinds of passages for how we handle being sinned against mm-hmm. when we're dealing with our children. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Galatians 6, one says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Uh, and so we are to discipline our children with that in play. And, and so while we will get into the particular of uh, there, there are some commands for disciplining your children that are not applicable to your friend at church when they right. sin against you. Right. However, the command for how you're supposed to handle the sin of the friend at church is also applicable to your child, mm. right? Um, and so that means that any of the discipline that scripture prescribes for our children still needs to have that Genesis or that Galatians 6 1 running with it. A spirit of gentleness, not rage. And we knew, we do this when we're spiritual, not when we're annoyed. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so any of our dealing with our children's sin is supposed to be not an act of self-indulgence on our part. Right. It's not that we're blowing off steam. Uh, it's that we're seeking to restore the person who has fallen mm-hmm. back to a, right. a better place. Right. So, and it's interesting to think of, you know, they can be such little things like smacking in the face, but to yeah. think about the fact that he is sinning and he needs to be restored. Mm-hmm. That's a whole, like just a completely different perspective. So yes. Really good. Yes, really absolutely. Good. And so that, those three things help to hopefully aim, aim the whole right. thing. Right. And uh, so we'll return to some of those anchors. And uh, at this point, I'll run through uh, some common questions okay. that are associated with this whole topic uh, that that come up time and time again. Uh, the first of those is just the baseline question. Uh, is spanking biblical? Mm-hmm. Like, is this a legitimate form of discipline mm-hmm. or is this just something that people made up 
and right. tried to tried to call biblical when really it was just I want to hit something, right. so I'm going to interpret these verses this way right. so that I can or, or whatever. Um, and so is spanking legitimately biblical? Uh, and the answer to that is yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Um, in fact, I want to strengthen that a little bit and say beyond being biblically legitimate, it's actually biblically prescribed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a few passages on that. Proverbs 13, verse 24 says, Whoever spares the rod hates his son. But he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. Uh, actually, what I'll do, I'll read through these. They're all going to use that word rod, mm-hmm. and then I will address what you may find in the Google machine if you if you look that up. Right. But I'll read these uh, passages first, and then we'll talk about that word rod. Uh, Proverbs twenty two fifteen: Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline drives it far from him. Proverbs twenty three thirteen and 14. Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you strike him with a rod, he will not die. If you strike him with the rod, you will save his soul from Sheol. Proverbs 29, 15. The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. So I will grant that there's a contingent of Christians who do a word study mm-hmm. on that word mm-hmm. rod. Good for and them. And they see, absolutely, <laughs> as you should, as you should. I think you and I have talked about in another episode that usually when Christians do word studies, they're trying to escape something. Right, though. right. <laughs> now, that's not me saying don't do word studies. Right. I do them all the time. They're helpful. They're beneficial. But often the things that prompts us to do a word study is that we've encountered something that we don't like or on right. the face of it. We're like, mm, I've got a, I've got a reaction to that, right, right. and I want to try to dismiss it with some appeal to the original <laughs> exactly. languages, uh-huh. right? Um, and so there's a contingent of Christians, and uh, I'm, they're legitimately Christians. They love the Lord, and they are seeking to understand things. and And they look up this word "rod," and they find out it's the Hebrew word "shebet," mm-hmm. and they find out that that is uh, effectively a shepherd's crook, right? Uh, and so then they extrapolate from what this tool is to what its appropriate usage right. must then be. Mm-hmm. And and the logic effectively goes, well, a shepherd didn't use his crook to beat the sheep. He used it to beat the wolves or whatever it was that was attacking right. them. Right. He may use it to gently guide. Right. If, you, if they're walking in the way that they shouldn't, he may nudge them over there. That's, that's not a beating, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> that's, that's not something that is... Uh, going to be physically damaging to the sheep in any way, shape, or form. And so that's effectively the way that the logic goes is, hey, let's look at this word and let's let the fact of this being a shepherd's tool determine what it means Mm -hmm. in all the other places Mm -hmm. that it's used. The biggest problem that you run into with that, though, is the fact that the clarity of these passages doesn't allow you to to make the argument that they're making. So when Solomon says, if you strike him with a rod, he will not die. He's just told you who's getting struck with the rod. Right. <laughs> Scripture can't contradict itself. Right, right, exactly. It's like, if he hadn't said that, right. then you would be free to argue simply from the implement right. and whose hand it is in to the application, except that Solomon gives you the application. Right. So you don't get to make that reasoning. Well, and how do you, how would someone, I mean, you arrive at the conclusion, you, you read the word rod and you automatically think of a shepherd's crook, but is that 
proven to be exactly what the tool that they're talking about? I mean, is that, sure, I, sure. I, I don't know. Sure. Is yeah. that, is that an assumption that, yeah. that the, that somebody who's studying that has made or, sure. you know, I mean, it is it is a different true. In, instrument? That's what I'm asking. Sure. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it is true mm, that okay. that word Shabbat is used okay. anytime you're going to find in Hebrew, a shepherd Got with it. a crook in his okay. hand, it is a Shabbat. Right. So they're not wrong to see an equivalence right. in the, in There's the word usage. There. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. Um, and, and, but the problem that they're making is they forgot the fundamental tenant number two right. that we opened with. Right. Uh, because if your child is a willful, rebellious sinner who acts toward his own harm, then the child is both the sheep and the wolf. Mm. You see? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and so basically what they've done is they've isolated one thing without reading their Bible more comprehensively. Right. Right. Uh, so even if you want to use that analogy, you haven't taken you haven't taken striking the child off the table. Right even in that analogy, mm-hmm. because again, the child is both the sheep and mm-hmm. the wolf, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so that's one of the things that seems to be absent from the argumentation is they've taken the nature of man, our, our doctrine of man off of the table right. just for long enough to make the point that they want to make. Right. And then maybe when they're writing about something else, they'll bring that piece back to back right. in, right? Um, and so now again, all of us have blind spots, all of, you know, so I, I don't want to say that that's uh, them doing that nefariously right. or maliciously or, you know, or even intentionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that seems to be the point that they're missing. Right. So, um, yes, spanking is biblically legitimate. And based on the passages that we just read, it seems to be biblically prescribed. Mm-hmm. One of the other problems with trying to reinterpret these verses is that you are in fact reinterpreting them. Right. Which is to say for almost all of church history, until very, very recently, there was nobody who diverged in their reading of these passages. Mm, mm-hmm. They all understood mm-hmm. it to mean you apply physical force to your children in response to acts of defiance. Right, right. That's what it means. Mm. And so, again, it goes back to that chronological snobbery thing. Who Who's missing something? Mm-hmm. Are we missing something or were they missing something? Mm-hmm. And it seems more likely, given what we seem to be producing... <laughs> That we are probably the ones who are missing something. (laughs) That seems on the evidence to be a safe assumption. I would agree with that. (laughs) Um, So uh, it is biblically prescribed, not just biblically legitimate. Um, And that leads to... uh, So what you mean by that is not just... This is a suggestion. Correct. An, uh, one of uh, the many tools that you can choose to use or not use. Right. <laughs> Prescription is different than that. Correct. It is, would you say, a command? Yeah. Okay. I absolutely would. Okay. I absolutely would. Right. Yeah. Yep. You were I, just being nice would. by using the word prescribed. I was, yeah. Well, I was... I was. we're already in trouble. Just say it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I was hoping maybe somebody wouldn't know exactly what that word meant, and uh, you know the point and then I just so well. Say and, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Thanks a lot. <laughs> oh man. Um, but that w- once you say that, it then it leads often to a second question, mm-hmm. as it should, mm-hmm. which is: so when? When? Right. When do you do that then? Right. Okay. So the Bible says that it it ought to be done. In what situations, in what scenarios, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Um, and what seems to be clear from the passages is it, when there 
is an act of defiance. Mm. You do it in respect in response to acts of defiance. It's not when they annoy you. Right. It's not when they've made a mistake because right. those things legitimately happen. Absolutely. Ch- childishness versus foolishness. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you can read through Proverbs to help identify and grow in discernment as to what is foolishness and what is um you know, childishness. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I always give the example that, you know, when you've told your child um, not to mess around at the table. Yeah. Right. And then they're messing around at the table and they knock over a glass of milk. Okay. Sure. They're in the wrong there. Sure. That needs to be dealt with. But if they're sitting at the table and they're not doing that and you haven't told them not, or you haven't told them not to, you know, mm-hmm. mess around um, and they knock the glass over, that's childishness sure so it's, it's when there's a knowing mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean you always have to have given a verbal on sure. that kids know Absolutely. i mean there's certain your son knows when he's mm-hmm. smacking you in the face yeah yep. <laughs> it's not it is not because you said you know that's wrong don't smack me in the face not that you can't do that and you should sure but there's things kids are gonna do that you know are defiant whether and you haven't told them not to do it. Sure. So I, I don't. I guess that can become an excuse. Well, I yeah. didn't tell him sure. that that wasn't okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah. Well, there's a culture and an ethos and norms that you mm-hmm. set for your home, and they're intangible. Right. And yet they're fully known. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so breaches in that category right. also count. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. One of the examples that occurs to me uh, with with my one year old is. Um, he likes to reach for my coffee mug. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'll say no, and I'll move his hand. And we've done that enough times that now he does, he legitimately, that connection is made, it's Mm -hmm. established, he understands what all of those words mean. And so there are still times when he'll he'll reach for it. And I'll say, Hudson, no. And he'll stop. And he'll look at me and he'll furrow his brow a little bit and look right. upset, but that's the end of it. Right. You know? Right. But then there are other times where if it's something he wants more than my coffee mug, right. he'll start to reach for it. I say, no, Hudson. And uh, he'll look at me, he'll furrow his brow, and then he'll look back and he'll grab for it anyway. Mm-hmm. Because he absolutely knows what all of those words mean. He's been run through this scenario right. hundreds of times. He knows. He just decided. I heard what dad said. Exactly. I understood what dad said. I'm going to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. It's a willful act of defiance. And those are instances where the rod gets employed. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and so those are the kinds of situations that we're talking about. It's deliberate, conscious, uh, intentional acts of disobedience right. that require a rod, not a conversation, mm-hmm. not extra, <laughs> you know, not, well, let me make sure they understood. No, I feel like they, it's like, they like packing peanuts, putting packing peanuts around them, you know, oh, we don't want to, I don't want to have to, <laughs> to discipline them. Yes. And it's really, yes. For us, because we don't, it's not enjoyable. Let's Correct. face it, it's not. Correct. But yeah. there are a lot of things God asks us to do that aren't fun. Sure. And things yeah. we don't enjoy. Yeah. And yet the fruit is yeah. so worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think we can also say if you want to, then you shouldn't. Mm. And that's biblical because of Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. You who are spiritual, restore with a spirit of gentleness. That is to say that you are doing this from a spiritual mm-hmm. place. Your right. motives are uh, restoration and correction and training in righteousness. Love. So if you mm-hmm. want to, mm-hmm. then you're disqualified, mm. right? Until such a time as you can discharge your duty spiritually. Ah. 
then you're disqualified. Love that. Right? Mm -hmm. And so scripture has all of the guardrails that we would need Mm -hmm. in place in Mm -hmm. order to make sure that this gets done in a way that reflects God's father heart. Right. 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 Um, And so, and that's also why the point of being comprehensively biblical. Uh, And so it's not just we run to these Proverbs texts about the rod and that's all we need to know. Let's get it done. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. It's like, no, we need all of the verses and we need all of them at play all at the same time. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, mistakes will be made because the parents who are discharging the duty are sinners themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, And so all of those guardrails uh, need to be in play. Um, So that that leads to another very common question, uh, and that is parents who say, it just, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. It just, uh, I've tried it. My kid just melts down. It makes for, it's like I'm inviting them to sin more. Right. (laughs) You know, and so I'm escalating the situation. I'm not, I'm not helping anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so there are definitely parents who, who will say that to me. Uh, But this goes back to that first fundamental assumption. That's why I wanted to lay those out because the answers to most of the common questions go back to one of those three fundamentals Mm -hmm. from the beginning. And the first one, uh, that first fundamental assumption we need to have in play is that we're not free to parent on the basis of what we think mm-hmm. works or doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not free to make that assessment. Uh, and here's a comparison that we may use. Let's say, and this is this has happened in my however many years of pastoral ministry. Uh, let's say that we've got a husband and uh, he loves his wife best he can, the way that Christ loves the church. He provides for her, he cherishes her, leads her lovingly, tries to bless her, make her happy, all of those things. And despite that, she commits adultery. Mm. Uh, that's a situation that I've seen mm. more than one time. Wow. Should that husband conclude that the command to love his wife didn't work? Mm. Therefore, he can stop doing that? I want to say no. <laughs> I want to say no. What you conclude from that is that your wife really is a strong-willed sinner. Right. That, that's the conclusion you draw. Right. The problem is not with God's commands. Mm-hmm. The problem is with the person. Right. And and you that could be a problem with you. H- have you actually been loving her and mm-hmm. leading her in the mm-hmm. way that you're supposed to? Mm-hmm. Or it could also be that she's that recalcitrant. Right. And or a has seared her conscience. <laughs> or exactly, which is generally the case. Right. Yeah. Um and so if we wouldn't suspend that command to uh, a husband then we ought not suspend that command when God has told us how to deal with our children, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, Do we trust him or do we not trust him? Uh, And so it's not a pragmatic conversation of, I tried that thing that you told me to do one time, God, maybe even twice, Mm -hmm. and it led to an hour's worth of extra drama. So I'm not going to bother with the inconvenience of obeying you anymore because it didn't do what I wanted it to do on the time frame right. that I wanted it to happen right. in. Right? right. And that's one of the other problems is often we do, we, we give God a timeline. Mm-hmm. I'll try it your way. And if it doesn't happen by, you know, X, Y, or Z, right. then we'll, we'll go with my plans. And I think that we do that and we don't even realize we're doing sure. it. Sure. 100%. You know? So when the child gets angry or gets upset because you've spanked them, you assume it didn't work. Yeah. So, yeah. and, and that was your timeline right there. That, that short little, you know, 10 <laughs> minute stint, you know? Correct. So, yeah. 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 Huh. And of course, we have a shorter fuse for things that we didn't want to do in the first place. Right. <laughs> so true. So yeah. true. Yeah. Um, and we also, on that point, need to consider that uh, we may not be doing it well. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can spank 
poorly. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought about at least three ways that you could be doing it wrong. Okay. Uh, one is that you could be doing it sporadically. Mm-hmm. Inconsistency. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's Correct. A, that's huge. Correct. Huge. Yep, absolutely. So sporadic or irregular spankings are like irregular exercise. Mm-hmm. You aren't going to see very many results. No, you may even strain something. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, you're going to pull a muscle. <laughs> That's exactly right. right. That's exactly right. right. Uh, and so if this is something that you have done, you know, once or twice or three times and your conclusion is it doesn't work. Right. Okay. Well, the problem is with your execution of it, mm-hmm. your application mm-hmm. of it, not with the thing itself. Right. The, pr- the principle's fine. Mm-hmm. Your application of the principle's off. Um, another way that you could be mishandling them is angry spankings, mm-hmm. right? Angry spankings don't teach your children wisdom. They teach your children that you don't have any self-control. Right. Right. Uh, those are different lessons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a, third, a third problem could be uh, weak spankings. Mm. Weak spankings. Okay. Don't teach your kid wisdom either Mm -hmm. they teach your child that rebellion doesn't cost them very much Mm. right and it's uh, there are i have a few children who would be willing to pay that price yeah if it (laughs) was not more painful for them (laughs) correct yeah correct correct yeah and that's just brass tacks that's boys. brass tax. Can that's I just human say nature. Boys? Yes. <laughs> that's <laughs> I'm right. I'm sure it's probably true for some girls, but I would say yeah. in our situation it was it was boys. Yeah. 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 I and that's anecdotally that's right. yeah, been Not my all experience the boys, as well. But a couple yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's just to say, make sure that you're doing it as well as you can before you write it off as ineffectual. Are you gonna walk us through what a healthy scenario would look like? Sure. Great. Sure. Yeah. Because sure. you're showing us what it doesn't look like, but we really need to know what it does yeah, look like. Sure, sure. Yep, for sure. Um, and, and in fact, yeah, we can go ahead and do that. We can go yeah. ahead and do that. Uh, so um, let's take the example of let's take the example of your toddler mm-hmm. who is continually grabbing things right. that you tell them not to do. And, and and of course, this is the natural training. Mm-hmm. Unless you're going to bubble wrap everything in your house, mm-hmm. unless you're going to put, you know, barriers in front of every electro, you know, whatever it is, um, then there are going to be a handful of things mm-hmm. that, uh, call it five things in the house, that you just decide, I'm going to train my child not to touch these right. things. Right. Instead of inconveniencing everybody else in the house by putting them twelve feet in the air, right? Right. Um, all of us have this situation. All yep. of us have this uh, experience, uh, and so employing spankings properly would be, all right. We've got these four or five things, and I'm going to be really disciplined. This this is hard for parents. Mm-hmm. This is one of the reasons that they don't want to do it. It takes time. Is because it takes so much from mm-hmm. them personally, mm-hmm. right? I wanted to veg out. I wanted to, you know, wanted you to play and me not have to do anything. Right. <laughs> you know, or whatever it is. Um, but I'm going to watch you. And every time you start to grab for that, mm-hmm. I'm going to pop your hand. Mm-hmm. It's not going to hurt tremendously. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a physical, because all the language isn't there yet, right. it's going to be something that you can understand. It really is me getting down on your level right. in order to teach you and train right. you. And every time you do it, I'm going to pop you. Yes, we would call those training sessions. Yep, it, <laughs> That's exactly that's right. What they that's are. exactly right. And they're yeah. effective. Yeah, they absolutely yeah. are. They absolutely are. And what it does is it, it entrenches that, uh, that principle early and relatively painlessly. Mm-hmm. 
so mm-hmm. that such that later you don't have to ramp up the intensity. Right. Right. Uh, but if you neglect that in the early days, we've already seen how that yep. goes. Right. And that's one of the that's one of the sadly that's one of the most common mistakes is because when they're so little and cute we disregard their bad behavior and don't regard it as sin and rebelliousness. We actually allow that sin and rebelliousness to grow and then it manifests itself to the point where now it takes some intensity that we never wanted to have to consider using on our children. And so it is a gracious and wise thing to do those things earlier rather than later. Mm -hmm. And we'll actually pull that out of of scripture later. But I think those are the best ways, particularly for listeners Mm -hmm. who find themselves still in those early years where that kind of thing can be done mm-hmm. relatively easily. Mm-hmm. It, what it takes is time, diligence, and a vigilant eye. Right. Right. Um, but again, you're going to establish that principle with a, with a very small number of things, and you're going to execute it regularly. Mm-hmm. That is a that is a daily thing, and it's the same four or five things every time. So right. you really are entrenching that principle. And that principle can apply then across the board to whenever you say don't touch that. Correct. Okay. Exactly, because now the associate the association has been very clearly right. established you and have burned a groove. Correct. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and the person who's going to say that that is abusive has the burden of proof right. to establish it. Right. right. You need not be on the defensive in such a situation. Um, so uh, another question that often comes up is: uh, should should every child? get spankings mm-hmm. like do, do you should you use this on on everyone and this again i think goes back to that first fundamental assumption um scripture didn't have a parenthetical where it said except in these instances right. or right. situations um however the temperament of your child will determine uh how aggressive how frequently you know all of those sorts mm-hmm. of things mm-hmm. uh a tender-hearted child who's really easily led uh doesn't require very much mm-hmm. uh i could probably count the number of times that my oldest received spankings mm. because it wasn't that much mm-hmm. um she's just really malleable she's really tender-hearted she really wanted to uh please mommy and daddy and so just didn't require Uh, didn't require a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Um, However, in order to establish the principle, we did exactly what we were were just talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, There were a handful of no's. They were small and they were selected. But we did use popping early on Mm -hmm. just to help entrench Right. The principle right. and make those establish those connections again, particularly before they're highly verbal, mm-hmm. um, and then we didn't have a tremendous number of right. problems after right. that. You know, mm-hmm. um, so, uh, but that is a really common question. Right. You know, do I have to use it on all of them? Um, a, another really common question uh, is: there an age range that should be used? Right, uh, and then show me that in the Bible. Right, you know, um, and this this part is scary Mm. because there isn't an age range. Mm -hmm. Uh, And anybody who tries to tell you that there is, is going to find themselves entangled in a word study that is going to be inconclusive. Mm. Right. (laughs) Uh, So he'll just save you the the time. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Uh, And in fact, it would probably, the word study would prove the opposite of probably what you were trying to prove. Right. Because what you're going to find is some of those words in the, in the Proverbs texts about spankings use words like lad Mm. Uh, that in other places are used of a child well into teens Teens. or even early Mm -hmm. adulthood. Mm -hmm. And what you'll notice is that also in some of those, the level of aggression associated with the Hebrew word for the punishment is 
mm, let's say, say graphic. Right. <laughs> um, and so the idea there, though, I think takes us back to the point that we were just making of it is a gracious and good thing to start these things earlier so mm-hmm. that those things are never required. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing, back to your, you, you, when you said, uh, you know, I, I'm always making the point that the Bible was written for us, but not to us. Think about the culture in which these texts were written. It wasn't until the 18th, the late 18th century, almost, the, almost uh, actually, I'm sorry, it wasn't until the 20th century that we took public floggings off of the law books for Western nations. Oh, wow. So we're not talking about, you know, people who hadn't been influenced by Christianity. We're talking about the Christian West. Mm. It, was, it wasn't until the early 1900s wow. that we took public floggings, whippings, beatings, off of the law books for minor crimes. So how much more in the first century Near East Mm -hmm. and East Mm -hmm. were those things in play? Well, a cursory study of history will tell you that was really, really common. Uh, And so the the idea really does become you spank your child lovingly and in a controlled way Mm -hmm. and gently for their restoration so that they don't end up getting beaten by right. somebody who doesn't love them later mm-hmm. because that's what's going to happen. That is, that that's is what's going to happen, yep. right? Uh, and so a little bit of contextual, uh, a little bit of contextualizing historically will help you to see the logic of those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Proverbs twenty two fifteen says, Folly's bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline drives it far from him. Then Proverbs 26, 3 says, A whip for horses, a bridle for the donkey, and a rod for the back of fools. Mm -hmm. And it meant that legitimately. Mm -hmm. Because again, if you are found misbehaving in the public square, you will get whipped for it Mm -hmm. quite legitimately and physically. Uh, And so the idea there being we do Proverbs 22, 15, so that our children don't have to endure Proverbs 26, 3. Right. Right. <laughs> that, that's the idea. We're front-loading this baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, a lack of severe consequences for foolishness or disobedience invites the foolishness to grow, expand, right. and manifest itself in all mm-hmm. sorts of other ways because nothing particularly bad happened when I did it here. Right. And so that principle grows and extrapolates and turns right. into what it turns into when those things aren't properly dealt with. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, that was one of the other really common questions. Uh, another is, uh, what would you tell a parent who who doesn't want to spank because they don't want to hurt their kid, mm-hmm. or they had a really bad experience right. with it, or you know they were abused as a child themselves, or uh, you know that whole myriad of things? And um, that's obviously viscerally, emotionally, mm-hmm. one of the most difficult questions mm-hmm. to answer. Um, but it's also a really simple answer. Mm-hmm. And I don't want the simplicity of the answer to sound cold or unfeeling. Uh, and so hopefully it won't be heard that way. Um, but the the answer really is you trust God. Mm-hmm. You trust God. Uh, you assume that he knows more than you. Mm-hmm. You assume that he's smarter than you. Mm-hmm. You assume that he loves your child more than you do as their author and creator right. and the sustainer of their life. And you consider those facts and then the fact that he's the one that told you to do it. Right. Right. We're kind of going right back to the beginning of the, the first three things you talked about. Yep. So yep. Exactly. those are just foundational. Yep. Yeah. That's so that's so good. Okay. I do want to have you 
walk us through. You did the little ones. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people kind of understand the little. I like the sure. training scenario, reminding mm -hmm. us to do training sessions, that kind of thing. But what about when you're talking about a six, seven, eight-year-old, and now you can have a conversation. Parents don't always know what to say sure. going into that discipline thing. And I mean, I think the first thing would be everybody's emotions need to calm down first. Absolutely. So like you said, we're not qualified until we're under control and we're doing mm -hmm. things um, the way that God God tells us to. So could you yeah. just maybe quickly run through that? Because I think there are parents out there wondering what does that look like when you have a child that you can, you, you need to verbalize what's happening. You need to explain why sure. you're doing which, especially a parent who's listening to this going, okay, I want to implement this, but my kids never really experienced this before. Sure. So, you know, how do I, how sure. do I do this? Yeah. Yeah. And I think one, one of the first things, especially if this is going to be new, mm -hmm. if this is going to be new in the implementation of your yes. household, uh, then you're going to have to have a family meeting. Right. There, there's no getting around Even that. Even if you've been irregular at it. Absolutely. And 100%. or you feel like you've been doing it wrong. You know, you have been after listening to this, yep. this episode, absolutely yeah it is you need to sit down and talk with the kids about it yep mm -hmm. yeah and so they're gonna need to and you're gonna need to read the texts mm -hmm. and you're gonna need to tell them uh this household is run by somebody other than mommy and daddy mm -hmm. his name's jesus mm -hmm. right we steward you for him mm -hmm. and he's told us how we're supposed to raise you and so if that starts with a confession of sin and apology mm -hmm. i'm sorry that we have not done in your life, what we had actually been called by the Lord to do. Right. And so we need to have a conversation about some of the new ways that our household is going to function. Um, however, one of the things that I find, particularly with my six-year-old, is uh, there she'll find herself in situations, call it um, dust-ups with her siblings, right. you know, where I can look at her and I realize she actually doesn't know what to do in this mm -hmm. situation. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, what I mean by that is I don't, I don't run to spankings with my older children because I really do want to make sure that I have given them real-time alternatives mm -hmm. to bad behavior. Mm. Because when they're in the moment and they're overwhelmed with emotion and they find themselves in a tough situation where they've been provoked by a sibling or right. whatever it is, right. our children do need instruction mm -hmm. in those situations before they need a spanking. Right. I, I firmly believe Absolutely. that. And so you, you want to ask yourself the question, uh, have I both modeled in the way that I interact with them when they're pressing my buttons, when they're provoking me? Have I even set have I even set the example for them that would tell them how to navigate those sorts of things? Mm -hmm. Because let's be honest, in that in that age range, most of the spankings they're going to get are going to have to do with sibling interaction mm -hmm. and, you know, that right. sort of drama, right? right? And so you want to ask yourself the question, uh, do I take tones with them that I would spank them for in the event that we were spanking household if they took that tone with me? Mm. Where did they learn that? Did did I teach them right. that uh, I come unglued under pressure, you know, uh, in which case it's not to say that a spanking is never warranted, but you do want to give that child a fighting chance to not have one. Right. By here's some alternatives in that situation. And here's how mommy or daddy has failed at that. And right. here are better ways to navigate it. Right. Uh, and so think as you as, as you're pre as you're preparing to have that family meeting, mm -hmm. think through the scenarios for which your kids would most 
frequently get spankings and try to go ahead and walk through some of those. Mm -hmm. Here are the kinds of things that will get you a spanking in the Johnson household. Okay, it's it's these sorts of tones. It's uh, doing this to your siblings. It's whatever it is. And then walk through, actually tell them, do this instead. Say this instead, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. go here and do this, you know, as an alternative. Um, So you want to set them up for success before you just start. Exactly. And and I think that typically if you're starting earlier with the kids, they're going to be more frequent when they're younger. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to decrease in frequency as they understand the flow and the, <laughs> the yep. boundaries that they're not going anywhere, they're not changing. And so yep. it's a very good chance that it's just going to become less and less and less and less. Correct. So you're not looking at... Years and years and years of yeah. massive amount of spanking. That's that's not how this works. And so I think that's kind of what you're trying to say. And when you're getting into those relational things, it's rank rebellion that you're going to be spanking yeah. for. Not like Correct. you said, that look on their face when they're like, I don't know what to do in this situation. You know, right. Right? That's not rebellion. That's just mm-hmm. lack of knowledge, you know, sure. and needing instruction yeah so yeah i love that yeah and so those are i I think that needs to with older kids instruction is Mm -hmm. key Mm -hmm. that's key because what you're doing even the point of the spanking is you're teaching them wisdom right you're teaching them hey if you make a pattern of rebelling against authority it goes badly for you that's wisdom Right. right and and again given the cultural context in which this is is spoken uh that was going to happen. It yeah. wasn't a soft, you know, restorative justice type, right. you know, right. uh, social justice type society. It was, we'll put you in the stocks and we'll we'll beat you. Right. Right. And so uh, you're teaching them how to interact with authority structures. And so you you giving that pop on the hand is you teaching them wisdom. Right. It's you, it's you saying you don't want to make a habit of running into walls of authority right that's wisdom that you're teaching them but you also want to teach them wisdom in terms of self-governance right and Mm self-control so Mm -hmm. again it's going through those scenarios where they would most likely falter and sin right and giving them alternative uh behavioral options right such that in the event that it persists you'll know a spanking is warranted right. because they had another option right i created doors and windows for them to escape out of and they just chose not to Right. But if you haven't front loaded that, then you'll always be second guessing yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, should I have? Did they understand? Did they really know? Right. And so that's on you to be clear and to give your children, you know, the equipment that they need to make a better choice. Okay. So let's say they, they clearly made the wrong choice. Mm-hmm. You go into the bedroom. What do you say to them? Yeah. Before this yeah. event. Yeah. <laughs> you say, I love you. But Jesus told me I gotta hit you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Get that out. Get that out. That's it. You're like the algorithm's That's gonna it. find that one. It's over. That's it. No, I, I think you you are you're gonna open the Bible mm-hmm. and you are gonna read a proverb, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's like there's no delight in this. I want you to look at my face. I'm not angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want you to notice there's a calm demeanor here. Uh, but what's happened here is you've sinned. Right. You've transgressed uh, a biblical standard. You've transgressed a household standard. These things are clear to you. Mm-hmm. And the response that God says I need to have to you just saying, no, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it my way. I'll be Lord. Everybody else get out of my way. Mm-hmm. This is what God tells me that I do in mm-hmm. response to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when it's done, immediately you restore fellowship. Right. There's, there's hugs. 
There's whether they want it or not, mm-hmm. right? It's over, and you restore fellowship. Yep, that's that's great. That's great. It doesn't have to be long and drawn out. Yep. It can be quick to the point. It's over. Fellowship restored. It's not yep. to be a torture session. Correct. Correct. <laughs> exactly for you exactly. or for them. But yeah, I used to tell the kids, you know, these are not my rules that I made up. Yeah. Okay. These are gods. So you're, you're appealing yeah. to a higher authority. And I think that's super important for our kids to know, like, yeah. I'm not doing this because I thought this was a great idea. Right. I do not right. enjoy this, right. but I am responsible and will pay the price mm-hmm. as well as you <laughs> yeah. if I don't do this. And so I am called to obey God yeah. rather than you or even what I want. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'm doing here. And so just making that clear that that you're appealing to a higher authority, I think that's super important for our kids to know. So absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Any gaps in there? I think think we covered everything. This is great. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, you close in a word of prayer? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Father God, thanks so much for not leaving us alone. Uh, with this whole parenting thing, you you gave us literally the souls of little ones to shepherd. Uh, and I know that those who listen to this podcast feel the weight of that, which is part of the reason that they listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. They're saying, God, uh, the task that is in front of me uh, some days is just a crushing weight on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that I'm not messing up the kids that you entrusted to me. Uh, and so, Father, I, I pray that that same... Uh, a real diligent sense of responsibility would be the very thing uh, that causes us to make sure that we return to your word and say, okay, uh, if the Lord has told me how to discipline my children, then I need to make sure that I'm following his plan. Uh, I want to make sure that I don't lean on my own understanding. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I don't lean on pop psychology's latest parenting trend mm-hmm. uh, and pretend that uh, they know better than God's ancient wisdom from his ancient word. Uh, and so, God, would you would you humble us and cause us to open, our, open your word and simply obey it? Mm-hmm. So we ask you to help us with these things, and we trust that you will. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Mm-hmm.